Thank you so much for joining the Cybersecurity Career Tags today. I have with me three experts who have made a name for themselves in the cybersecurity field. And before I explain, uh, introduce you to them, let me first read a disclaimer. The views expressed in this presentation and during the session are personal opinions of the participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of their respective employers. This discussion is a volunteer-led effort to contribute to the profession and pay forward the many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance that the participants have received in the course of their career. So the first participant and expert on this talk is Chris Dujer, and he brings years of experience in application development, security, and risk management. Chris has led many development teams throughout his career, and he currently maintains CISSP, CSSLP, and CCSK certifications, in addition to a master in risk, master's in, of science in, risk, uh, in information assurance. Throughout his career, uh, Chris has focused on developing and training uh, teams in secure by design methodologies. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. Thank you. Nice to meet everyone. Uh, our second expert today is uh, Matt Mesher. And Mesher is a secure cybersecurity professional. He's always curious and loves to tinker. He believes there's nothing that can't be broken or improved upon. Over the last two decades, Matt has solved problems and reduced risk within retail, finance, and telecommunications companies. And uh, he has... Uh, CISA, CSSP, CRISC, PMP, and uh, his background and education is uh, he has a, best, a bachelor's degree of bachelor's in science uh, for of IT and uh, master's uh, in business administration, as well as a master's of science in cybersecurity and network defense. Thank you so much for joining us and volunteering for this, uh, Matt. Thank you, and great to meet everyone. Okay. Um, Prabha joins us uh, from Metachan, which is very close to me. And Prabha is a strong information security and risk management leader with varied experience who thrives in an ever-changing agile environment. She has deep knowledge in security, clients. Prabha is a senior manager and manages the risk uh, management and compliance team and is responsible for bringing transparency to existing information security risk while helping build a trust in the process. Um, Prabha has active CSSP and uh, Security Plus set certifications, and she has a master's uh, in information security. Thank you so much for joining, Prabha, and uh, a little about me. Uh, I'm a risk management professional, and I help companies launch profitable uh, products and services by managing technology risk and business risk. Uh, I hold multiple certifications in the IT security, audit, and fraud uh, domains, and I'm certified public accountant licensed to practice in the state of New Jersey. In addition, I have two patents. One is in the uh, one is for uh, generating a graphical password, and the other one is establishing an alternate uh, call path using so soft, soft uh, short-range wireless technology. And I'm the co-founder and president of IC Square New Jersey chapter. Our agenda for today is an overview of IT secure, IT risk management roles, uh, what is compliance and risk management career paths, education and experience uh, certifications and training and tips for newcomers to the field or tips for somebody who is trying to transition into a IT risk management role. This is 
I, I received a bunch of um, questions and emails from people, and this is not finance risk. So if if you join this thinking that it is got to do with finance risk, and I know there are like various certifications, certified risk manager, etc. But we are going to talk about IT uh, risk and how to manage risk in a in a technical environment. So Matt, can you walk us through the overview of risk management? Sure, happy to. So when we're talking about different types of reviews, um, I generally think of things like a network review, uh, application or system review, maybe a physical review, um, either on-prem or third-party cloud reviews, depending on the type of environment that uh, either the corporation is looking to um, expand into or support or if they're looking to augment their current technology stack. Um, let's see, risk in the information security and compliance text. Um, depending on the type of environment that... Skin some background feedback there. Yes, I just muted it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Um, so generally what I look at is, first, what are the corporate policies? What are the corporate requirements? Um, lately, there's a strong... Um, focus on personally identifiable information. You have GDPR. You also have the California Consumer Protection Act or the CCPA that defines requirements around PII or personally identifiable information. Uh, you also have uh, federal requirements depending on um, what type of business or operation your company operates in. Uh, you also have legal requirements uh, either defined by your company or onto the third party as you're working on an agreement with a third party. Uh, what does the IT security risk job entail? Um, I look at a lot of it as building a relationship. Uh, with security risk, a lot of it is understanding the corporate need, working with your business partners, um, also understanding your technology stack. Uh, if you don't have a relationship with your business partners as well as the engineers and technicians that are building out the environment, it's going to make it very hard to understand and look at what are the different controls that are in place what's missing, and how to improve upon those controls. So first and foremost, you got to build those relationships. you got to um, be able to communicate in both a technical as well as business acumen. Um, I also look at being able to pay attention to detail, asking questions. Um, and the questions, you want to make sure they're relevant to what you're trying to investigate. Um, and also having the comfort of being able to bring other experts that may not be in your comfort level or in your domain also to assist you with an assessment. Uh, so a lot of it is, you know, starting from the beginning, looking throughout the entire scope, and then also pulling back information and identifying where there could be risk to your company. Um, how to launch your IT security risk career. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We, we'll okay. talk about that, uh, sure. Matt. Uh, thank you so much. No problem. Um, and uh, Chris, uh, would you like to... Yes. Chris, would you like to uh, talk about how risk and compliance Im uh, impacts all aspects of the business? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, <clears throat> typically when we think about compliance, most people tend to think of, you know, compliance in general areas, you know, such as SOX, you know, relative to financial compliance and other parts of business compliance and, you know, PCI compliance. But a lot of this, actually, there's a lot of IT security that actually folds along with that and runs parallel with it. Um, at the end of the day, we also, you know, we always care about confidentiality, integrity, and availability. 
you know, the ISC squared triad, we're all familiar with it. Those form the foundation of anything we do relative to risk and uh, security. I think we've got a little bit of feedback or recording there. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, to kind of carry over. So, you know, first of all, as we talked about the CIA triad, <clears throat> you know, compliance affects multiple levels of the business as well as multiple aspects. So it's not just finance, healthcare, regulatory, <clears throat> and privacy. These things, you know, in times, compliance talks about a mixture of these things and how you're using information. Um, I think all too often people think that compliance means I'm encrypting a piece of information or I'm securing a system over here. It's actually what you're doing there and the combination of what you're doing. Um, of course, people, processes, and technology make up these things. Um, Operations, network, and data, let's talk about that for a second. The biggest thing um, when you look at risk and compliance, particularly when you're looking at security vulnerabilities, is to understand the overall impacts of a system on the business. If you really want a career in cybersecurity and cyber risk, you really want to understand your business because that's actually going to allow you to accurately assess and rank your applications. If you don't know where your risk is, then you're going to, you're not gonna be able to prioritize correctly. You're not going to be able to focus on the correct areas and you're gonna miss, quite frankly, you're gonna miss a lot of opportunities. So understanding how you know, your operations works in relevant to your network and how your data supports your applications running on your network and how those affect your overall general operations is key. Um, and that's, that's a skill that typically you're going to get kind of more on the job. Um, a lot of the other things that we see on this slide, we can kind of gather, but, you know, the lower two blocks, you know, understanding people, processes, and technology, and understanding your operations, network, and data, those are very much on the job. So it's important to recognize that it's not all about technical skills, and your skills are going to evolve over time. Okay, now we are going to talk about how uh, what a day in the life of a IT security risk analyst looks like. And uh, I would like uh, Prabha to uh, walk us through. Thank you, Nilofer. And uh, thank you, Matt and Chris, to really painting that picture of what are the building blocks for a risk analyst? What do they need to have? They have to have relationships and they have to have understanding of business needs. And that actually are the fundamentals that define how the day in the life of an IT security analyst will unfold pretty much. So um, an IT security risk analyst is working across the company, different components, different processes. Of course, since we are talking about IT security risk, your focus is going to be technology components, which I simply break down into three components of data, applications, and environments. Those are like really broad IT landscape. So as an IT security risk analyst, you are walking those landscapes, assessing and looking at the controls that are existing, testing them, sampling them, walking through some of those evidences on an ongoing basis. So one of the essential um, characteristics, I would say, for a successful IT security analyst is the agility. Um, you are going to walk into an unknown every day. 
every moment based on the need of the business, based on the change in the technology, based on the demands of your consumer or your business, whatever it might be. So making sure that you are always ready to listen more, to learn more about that unknown and be agile, be, be flexible and to quickly get into get on board with the new idea that business might have and then see how the existing control might fit into it, how you can come up to a negotiation with making a more robust, more secure and um, bringing risk to a level that is appetizing to the demands of your business, your company. So having that partnership across the company, having the knowledge of what the business needs are, are going to be really, really essential. And Chris just alluded to that. Um, yes, technology is important, but it is not everything that you need to know because you are constantly evolving. You're constantly learning constantly adjusting and keeping your eyes right on the overall risk and the risk appetite of the company is really, really essential. So the day, day um, in life of IT security analyst, like I said, is very, very exciting and ever-changing. And um, yeah, you, are, you get to wear lots of different hats and you learn a lot. Thank you so much. And uh, Matt and Chris, do you guys want to add anything to that? Sure. Um, I think, you know, as, as we've alluded to, and as Prabha pointed out, you know, very important to kind of reach beyond just your initial organization or department. As an IT risk analyst, as you're learning about different areas of the business, start to explore how those components actually fit together. Um, be able not only to technically assess and rank um, to the business and explain to your business partners, this is why, you know, the, the risk level is this. This is why I'm looking at aspect A, B, and C. And this is overall, you know, kind of the state of your portfolio or the state of your organization. Um, if you can do that, if you can talk and explain your risk, then you can help the organization to better protect. Because at the end of the day, although we spend a majority of our time in securing company assets, we do have to spend a little bit of time selling security so that our leadership actually understands how important it is. And in order for them to understand how important it is, they need to be able to rank and basically bring in, you know, from, the, an, from an aspect of their risk appetite, they need to be able to rank their assets based on their appetite and based on the knowledge that you're going to provide. them. Thank you so much. Makes sense. Uh, Matt, I'm sure you have something to share with us. <laughs> the only thing I may add into that as well, and you know, Prabhu and Chris have already laid a very strong foundation. I hard to add much more to it. The only thing I might suggest is also be comfortable escalating when you need to. So you don't want to pick on the the easiest things, but if there is something egregious that should be addressed and you need to escalate on it you also have to have, be comfortable having those difficult conversations. And that takes time and practice, but that's another aspect of a risk as part of those conversations you'll have either with the business and or your internal teams as well. Yeah. So now we are going to talk about how to launch an IT security risk career. And Matt and Prabha and uh, uh, Chris over here, you guys have got uh, like masters in 
uh, information assurance and masters in network defense as well as cybersecurity, etc. But how important is a degree in this career? And what is like the least minimum and what is nice to have? And uh, does have anybody who's starting out uh, need to have like a master's before they can get their first uh, IT security risk analyst job? Um, I think having a technology degree definitely helps. It builds you the foundation because you are coming into an IT, IT world. Um, I think uh, coming into the security risk world, that technical knowledge definitely helps. So a bachelor's degree, but I would not say that master's is necessary. Uh, it's something nice to have as you grow in your career, um, understanding bigger picture. I think it helps to have a master's degree later in your career. As far as certification is concerned, I think it builds a credibility for your own portfolio, for your own resume. And also, I mean, I think CISSP is a great certification to have, gives you a varied um, domain, across domain knowledge, and also a, a deeper knowledge into certain areas of security. So definitely an, a, a nice to have. I wouldn't say it is needed for somebody starting right off, but I think some of the essential skills, which actually Matt just spoke to, are more critical uh, that are the ability to have those difficult conversations. And a lot of those things comes with more experience and also just your leadership style and your own uh, ability to be able to go beyond boundaries, think out of the box and able to put a piece of puzzle together. So first you need to learn how to break it and then how to bring it back together. Yes, and I think that is Matt's specialty. He likes to break things and then tries to improve them. So <laughs> um, the only thing I might add is um, for someone that's brand new in the career, hasn't had any experience with technology, um, maybe look at taking a security plus or network plus some of those initial certifications that are out there um, in their MCSD uh, start off with either, you know, Microsoft or Linux, or depending on your focus, you could even go the Cisco route and taking like your CCNA and getting your feet wet and your hands-on experience and some of those initial technology stacks that you can then build on as you get the time and experience to meeting the requirements for a CISSP. Because um, mm. I'm one of the things, if you've never taken any, if you haven't been in the technology stack before, you know, CISSP is going to look for a number of years of experience in order to actually finalize and get your, you know, complete the certification beyond just passing the test. Um, so I would recommend also looking at those other aspects. Uh, probably hit the nail on the head. You know, master's is great to have as you progress in your career. Um, but going originally and getting your bachelor's in a technology focus, I think definitely helps. Um, Thank you, Matt. And Chris? Sure. Yeah. A couple of things I would add um, relative, to, relative to experience. Um, understand that, as Matt just pointed out, you're going to need a certain amount of experience in order to gain certain certifications. Um, in many time, in many occurrences, you need that you need a certain amount of experience within a certain time frame. Um, many certifications want you to have, say, you know, two, three, four, five years of experience within an IT security or IT risk background, and they want you to have that relevant within the last, 
say two to three years when you apply for the certification. So don't, you know, don't make the mistake like some people do of, I've got my bachelor's, now I'm going to run out and I'm going to go get these three certi- you know, certifications and then I'm going to go and try to get a job. Um, it's probably not going to work out that way. You're going to need some of the experience from the job in order to get the certifications. Um, I'd also say, you know, at, when you enter the job and you're getting your experience, be very open-minded. Um, it's one thing to have the education. It's another thing to have the certification. It's also another thing to do a lot of this in real life. Uh, you're going to learn a lot of things on the job that are going to reinforce and enhance um, a lot of what you've learned. And it's also important to keep in mind that certain companies do modify some of their compliance programs and so forth relevant to their industry and their individual company. Now, with that being said, for certifications, the one thing I would add on there, um, a long time ago, I had someone tell me, and I think this was good advice, make sure you diversify. Um, you know, so for example, we've, we've got listed right there a CISSP, CISA, and a CRISC. That's a good mix. Um, you know, try to, if you're going to go and get certifications, you know, try to say get one. If you get a CISSP, for example, maybe then look at certifications in cloud or maybe then look at something relevant specific to the CRSI, you know, the CRISC. Um, don't go and just focus on three or four certifications in one particular area um, because that may actually end up kind of limiting you from a career aspect. What's important, what's unique here and what's important is all three of these hold equal weight when you're trying to get a job and advance in your career. Perfect. And uh, one thing that all three of you did not mention is all these cloud like AWS and those related certifications. And uh, what do you think about the, those, the, the cloud stack, like the GCP, the AWS, as well as the Azure? The- so in, in the current technology landscape, cloud has become an essential component for keep the business going. So, I mean, for cost reduction, moving into um, SaaS solutions has been pretty much a strategic direction and also infrastructure as a service. So knowledge of cloud environments has become a critical aspect of a risk analyst's day-to-day functioning. So looking into all those areas, and Ilofer, as you mentioned, I mean, in different areas, what certification? I think the question is, what certification do you recommend? You definitely need to have the knowledge. And across the board, I think I recommend uh, vendor agnostic cloud environment knowledge. So I, I kind of go towards the CCSP certification being one of the recommended ones, but not to not to dilute the importance of AWS certifications or Azure or GCP either. In fact, I just learned yesterday that Google is offering um, Google Cloud uh, certification and uh, training units for free next 30 days. So people should take advantage of that right now. And uh, even Oracle is doing the same thing. So uh, go for it for the next 30 days. Uh, there are a bunch of questions which have come in. Is it okay if we uh, like take take care of them right now? Because yeah. we got like uh, yeah. about 16 people live uh, on YouTube. Uh, so first uh, question comes from Priyanka and she says, how do you balance risk to company versus enabling the business to meet their goals? 
these goals could be gaining new customers, increasing revenue, or reducing costs? I'll take a stab at that one. Um, that's a very fine balance. Um, obviously, you can't mitigate all risk because if you do, it may prevent the company from accomplishing its you know, expected direction or what it's trying to achieve. The thing is you want to mitigate the most critical or the most, uh, the riskier parts of it. So for example, if we're looking at uh, data privacy and the company wants to put um, consumer or personally identifiable information into a third party stack without any encryption in place, that may be something where you'd wanna advise, let's put in encryption or put in controls to protect that data. Um, so it's a fine balance. Um, and here, and the other aspect of this is you're also looking at how do you enable the business by also reducing the amount of risk if they have any type of federal requirements or governance requirement, government requirements for protection, the whatever they're trying to accomplish. Okay, thank you. Makes sense. So basically what you're saying is that it's a fine line. And uh, you, while you are going to be the enabler, right, that... While, while keeping us safe, you're going to like increase revenue and help the business meet their goals, right? Does yep. that make sense? Perfect. Uh, second question is, again from Priyanka, can you come into this field with a degree in accounting and hands-on experience in information systems? I can take that, um, absolutely. Uh, knowledge of accounting and finance definitely plays a role in um, building you up for some of those business-driven conversation and the revenue, because ultimately the numbers are going to play a key role on overall risk. I, you might know everything about technology, but if you cannot translate that in the terms of revenue and how it's going to affect the bottom line, you are not going to able to justify the risk and the numbers associated with them. So it's you can definitely take that Although, like we discussed earlier, if you are looking into an IT security risk career, you do want to make additional investment into gathering some technical skills. Um, the, some of those certifications can help, but certainly there is a career path. Perfect. And um, so, so this leads right into our second, uh, third question by Rina. Uh, who says which uh, certification is most important. So I know we talked about CSSP, CRIS, we talked about the importance to have um, Security Plus, et cetera. But uh, Chris, what do you want to? I think it, it really depends on where you want to go in your career. So let's use a couple of examples with this because there, there are many certifications out there, correct? So we have a CISSP. A CISSP is a fantastic certification it will give you a general overview of various aspects of IT security. Um, a CISSP is also typically a minimum requirement for someone who wants to move towards a management or leadership level um, within an IT InfoSec organization. Now let's look at other certifications outside of that. So we mentioned cloud. So you heard probably talk about the CCSP. So if we're looking at cloud certification, obviously that is important, but if you're going, for example, if your career path is, you know, if you're really, really interested primarily in a lot of application software development, coding, you know, you really want to, you know, get your hands into code reviews, things like that. 
you might want to look at a CSS LP, which is relevant to the secure software lifecycle development, because that's going to take you in further into actual code reviews, working with development teams, and helping them to basically build a secure CICD pipeline. It's going to involve some cloud. You can then do a cloud certification and add it on top of that. But I think what's really important is to, first of all, understand where you want to go, the areas that you're interested in, understand your strengths. Are you more of, you know, for example, with us, you know, Matt's more of a network person. I'm obviously coming from an application development background. You know, know your strengths, know the path. I would, I would suggest following where your, you know, where your passion is, go where you're going to be most happy, um, you know, um, relevant to that. And then look at the certifications that involve your career. And when you look at the certifications, as we mentioned earlier, I would start to look at certifications that I could get relevant to my current experience. And then I would build upon that, if that makes sense. Um, don't just go and take a, take a test and then you have to wait two or three years to apply for the certification. Look at certifications that are commensurate with your current experience. That way you get, you know, for lack of a better term, you get the biggest bang for the buck, right? Because you want, you want to be relevant and you want to be, you know, a certainly mobile in your career. So it's going to be important to make sure that you've aligned things and you've positioned yourself for success. Perfect. Thank you. And, uh, so, so based on what all three of you have said, uh, it is good to have something like, because this question I think is that what, if somebody wants to get that one certification to maybe, you know, uh, start off in the career or, or, or maybe, you know, like start off on their certification journey. What you said is that certify with like on technologies or um, on uh, maybe tech stack as well as on uh, knowledge that you have currently and then you can like build up knowledge and get enough experience to like take your CISSP, right, Chris? Yes, absolutely. And one thing to add there, don't be afraid of business, you know, or quote unquote, what some people would consider administrative type certifications. Your IT certifications are going to be one thing. Having certifications in areas of the business, we've talked about accounting earlier. You heard, you heard Prabha talk about many of the benefits and coming from accounting, those will always help you. There is a lack, I think, of IT-related professionals, not just IT security, but IT in general. There, there has always been a lack of professionals in IT um, who do not have enough business acumen and business skills to accurately bridge these gaps between the business and you know operations and information technology. So these these are always good things to have. And as we talked about earlier, diversify your portfolio. You know, don't just don't just stick with you know all your certifications or AWS or all your certifications or one technology or all your certifications or cloud. Diversify it so you've got more flexibility. Sure, sure. Thanks. That 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 is really good. And just to put in a plug, next week we are going to talk with two people, uh, Yujun Liang and Richard uh, Foltek. These guys have got a number of certifications, unbelievable. And one thing that you can learn from them is that uh, how to prepare for a certification in a focused way and how to pass that. Richard has probably passed like CSSP, like all the uh, ISC squared as well as ISAGA certifications 
month after the other so like for i think probably 8 9 months he took like one one after the other and it's it, it's going to be an interesting talk about certification so uh, and and now we have another question uh, which says uh, if one has a cisa how much incremental benefit can you get get again from a cism si cism uh, who wants to take it uh for you said what was the incremental knowledge you'll gain from a cism no so if one has a cisa cisa how much incremental benefit can you gain from uh, a cism like you have like they are both from isaca right so you have like a a certified information security auditor and then uh, what will you gain by taking the certified information um, security manager uh, exam gotcha um i'll take a stab at that one so it's two different focuses so from a certified information security auditor you're getting your framework and also your foundation for both what is needed from an auditor aspect um it's touches a little bit on the IT side so it's in depth but it isn't as in depth as your CISSP in terms of the technology stack um it touches on your project management background so it looks for do you have skills and basically being able to talk about project management methodologies again it's more high level um but it does focus a little bit on it it also focuses on your ability to communicate um you know effectively with the client that you're doing the audit of uh when you're talking about the certified information security manager it's taken that and it's taken a step back from a direct auditor but more in terms of managing your teams communicating with the auditors knowing how to elevate or escalate um providing guidance to the teams so i from a scope um if you're new in the career maybe go with your cisa get your feet wet doing actual technical audits um or finance audits you know or whatever the business needs you to do and then move into the CISM when you're looking to take that next step into a management role okay thank you mm-hmm. uh, now this question is i think uh, this is from kumda and uh, how can college kids start their career in it security so this is like for somebody who is trying to start out new and um, what wh- wh- what should they do uh so maybe internships can you talk about uh how you got your first job or uh, maybe like um sure. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so um thank you chris i think uh, for a, for a new college graduate and i had an opportunity to see few college graduates in last 5 6 years who took that career path and um uh definitely coming out from an engineering degree computer science degree will be your foundation um while you are in in uh, in your uh, college you are in the program um working towards uh keeping that attitude of breaking things and fixing things and putting it together um taking any opportunity of internship you can around um uh, those type of projects volunteering for them there are many opportunities to attend um uh, hacking uh, boot camps hackathons and all those sorts of things are available so that kind of gives you that foundation as you get into the career and it depends like within security it can vary a lot are you looking to become 
a white hat? Are you really looking to become one of those people in the threat management center or are you looking for IT security risk kind of role? I will speak to being focused uh, security risk here is um, that you build your foundation with those volunteering opportunities, with op- uh, internship and all that while you are in the college. As a career, regardless of where your first break is, because that's not a lot of choice you might have, but you can actually take that opportunity and then continue to build upon it if you are looking for a security risk career. I know uh, students who came with a computer science degree and did a lot of hackathons and were very successful, but started off in, let's say, digital marketing and built upon, worked on their certifications in security and then landed a position four or five years later in that area. Um, they also There were also students who went into finance group. Um, there were students who went into um, plain straight coding. Um, application teams developing uh, uh, programs, testing, or uh, in QA team. So it's it's really varied. As long as you continue or your focus and to what Chris has said, what do you really want to do? Um, it's a path, and in the risk area, it's always a mis- mix that you will build up on any skill that you learn along the way. So uh, I would leave at that. And Chris, I think you have something to add there. Sure. Yeah, no, I think you did an excellent job of nailing it. Um, Just to kind of add on to all of that, it is about, you know, as we said before, it is about positioning yourself for success. Um, I know many application developers, and I was one of these myself. I actually started as an app developer. And then over time, I was able to position myself and move more towards app security. Um, It's very important to look at your career, um, understand more about where you want to go. And I know this sounds to a lot of people, this tends to sound cliche because you hear people talk about, Oh, you know, one, three and five year goals or, you know, short and long-term projections and so forth. But you really do want to do that um, from a career aspect, because this is, this is an area and a profession where you're typically not going to make a jump from an you know, entry-level position and then jump two levels to management, for example, or you know, move from one department to another and basically go from being a you know, mid-level risk analyst to a director over a team. You're going to want to position yourself. You're going to want to update your certifications throughout your career. Understand that when you get a set of certifications, There may be changes in the industry. There may be knowledge changes, Um, even things like the OWASP top 10. Those actually change and are refreshed over time. So it's not just a matter of getting your CISSP or your CSSLP or your CISA and sitting back and going, "Okay, I'm done. I'm good for the next five or 10 years. This is a career where you are always learning. You always have to keep your education going. And always make yourself relevant and know the value that you bring to your business. Thank you. Thank you. That is, that is very helpful. Uh, another thing I would like to add is like internships. Uh, so college, when, when, when you're in college, try and like get as, as many as you can, which are going to be more relevant to your work. 
and like you said right uh, passion but the way i describe it is that uh, something that you are good at and something that you like to do because when you merge those together right because you might be good at something but if it stresses you out you don't like to do it then find that happy happy medium where you know you are good at something and then you like to do it and try and find like a career in that uh, area which will be more helpful Uh, we are having a lot of questions i hope you yeah go ahead <laughs> one of the thing i might add is if you aren't in the profession and you want to move into that profession you can always volunteer so volunteer for <laughs> your local conferences volunteer for your local community organization so it could be you know pet rescues dog rescues churches um clubs or events and that way it kind of gets your feet in you know feet wet it gets you some hands-on experience it also allows you to network with those local organizations and that networking depending on you know if you look at 6 degrees of separation people know other people quite a bit if you're doing a rockstar job for supporting a local charitable organization they might recommend you over to their buddy that works at a major bank, major insurance company, major, you know, telecommunications firm. So it's a path into it especially if you don't have that experience and if you have that drive and interest. Um anyway. Perfect. So. Perfect. Uh because that was that was another question it says how can you get experience while volunteering and uh, so you've already answered it uh, because you can read minds in addition to everything else that you do. <laughs> uh okay and uh, now uh, the uh, other there's another question from shake and he says i'm having 5 years experience in testing with 3 uh, years experience in cyber security how can i transform into a career in it security risk so he has 3 years experience in cyber security i think it was like a some other area and he wants to transition from there into a risk management or a it security risk career so i think part of that is networking update your linkedin profile is one thing um leverage and utilize your network so if you have a particular job or something that you have interest in find out what those job requirements are before you apply for it. so if they have a requirement for a particular certification and if you have the experience and the knowledge proactively work on getting that certification um understand what the business is trying to do or trying to accomplish and then start and then also reach out to a potential group or hiring manager if you know who they are and see if you can talk with them about what the job entails what are they looking for what are the requirements um in those discussions maybe talk about your passion and interest so that they may not have a particular job for you specifically mm-hmm. but they may know someone who does So okay. it's going to have to what I I guess what I'm getting at here is you need to be able to take if you have an interest in it take your own time and spend some time investing in yourself so that when you go to sell yourself to a potential employer you already come with the skill set or at least the underlying foundation that they can build on just to add, add on to that and thank you ma'am that was absolutely on, on like painting that big picture uh, it sounds like you already have few years in security so i do not think skill wise you are short off and you are on that path to get into the risk area uh, for security risk area and the fundamentals would be to build your brand 
and to have your vision and be able to tell your story. I think that's where you would like to focus when you update your resume, when you update your LinkedIn profile, when you meet people to talk about it. Uh, being able to not be into the weeds of a technology and talk about that nitty gritty. I mean, you have to be there, but then bringing it a notch up and connect the dots to business and to connect the dots with actual consumer and speak a story from end to end is going to be really essential because that's the key ingredient of a risk analyst. Okay. Thank you so much, Prabha. And I think uh, we need to move on. We will we will take, take the rest of the questions in a bit, but let's move on to our next. Uh, okay. So basically education experience, uh, these are required. Let's focus on We've already like uh, spoken about education and what is required, etc. And Matt touched up a little bit on um, the experience and how to get that experience. And uh, Chris and Prabha, do you want to add something to that? Because there are questions like, wh what if I don't have a technical background? What if I'm coming from an accounting uh, career or an accounting field and I'm making a lateral move to uh, IT security risk? Or there is another question which says that what if I'm a software developer? Maybe Chris, you can probably mm -hmm. uh, talk about that. And um, so it's a question is from Deepa and she said that she has a career in software development and she wants to make a move into the IT risk area. Sure, um, you know, from if you're already in software development, then the easiest thing is to start understanding the risk in your own environment Start positioning yourself within your organization <clears throat> as kind of a, you know, lead, you know, point of contact, subject matter expert relative to managing risk within your own organization's portfolio um, to get, you know, that is exactly what happened to me. I was actually managing a technical group and the company that I was with at the time uh, began using secure code scanning software, you know, such as Fortify or check marks and other things of that nature. And <clears throat> we were one of the first teams. I actually volunteered my team. Um, I had a couple of developers who also volunteered to learn to install the tools, configure them. And before we knew it, um, I was the point person in my organization where we actually ended up creating a position where I was doing risk assessments and security reviews for my entire organization, not just the applications that my team built. Um, this is something that's relatively easy to do if you're already in the software arena. One of the bigger challenges with IT risk is shadow IT. So if you, if you happen to be in a position where you are shadow IT um, and you can basically control your risk and for lack of a better term, legitimize, um, you know, a lot of what you're doing and bring your organization underneath the standardization of the global IT infrastructure, that's going to go, that's going to be huge um, in moving it forward. So that's the easiest way to do it, though, from a software application development is, again, you know, look at your own portfolio, begin managing your own risk. And it's very important that you're vocal. You know, we've talked about networking. We've talked about, uh, you know, networking is very important. But one of the things that you want to do within your organization, you heard Matt say earlier, you know, talk to other managers, talk to your existing leadership and start to highlight the areas of risk and security in your career and your job functions that you're doing. 
Now, in addition to that, we talked about what if I don't have a technical background? If you don't have a technical background, that is okay. Um, and it does help and it will help. Um, it will definitely help in achieving certifications It will help in advancement, but it is something that you can gain over time from a technical aspect. Let's say you're looking at a CSSLP. You don't have to know how to code, okay? But you do have to understand the software development lifecycle. You have to understand the stages that code goes through. Um, you do have to understand general, from a general architecture standpoint, that applications, you know, you're gonna have an application, a database, you're gonna have a network. You have to understand the areas, the technical areas that you're gonna focus on when you're doing risk assessments. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be able to, you know, calculate, you know, IPs or go in and apply a patch or understand specifically how to harden the server. But you do need, but you do need to understand that part of securing an IT process is server hardening and what those things entail. Um, and from that, I'll relay to Prabha or Matt to add on, since we're all three kind of coming from different aspects. Sure. Prabha, do you so, want to add? Yeah. Yes, actually, I mean, I, I just want to add a word of caution here since we talked about, hey, talk to your management, hey, look at your portfolio, and hey, network is, um, since we are all risk managers at the core, um, know the risk and understand your audience always. When you are speaking to your management, when you are looking at your portfolio and speak risk for it, uh, make sure that you translate it in terms of what management considers risk. Knowing company's risk appetite is very essential for your own success. We can really burn ourselves badly if there is, we get attached to certain component of risk and get vested into it, and it does not really connect to what business considers the risk. And you can really shine and outshine if you know what is the risk appetite of the company, where that product is going, and how much of it is actually a negotiable risk or not. So be very, very diligent about what you identify as the risk the percentage of it and being able to speak in terms of what translates to your management, your business, that network. So knowing your audience is very essential. Okay. Thank you so much. I have a question now from Gagan and he is looking for advice on what kind of role fits well for somebody who's had uh, 15 years of experience as a Unix admin and uh, out of that, he's got like five years management focusing on Unix platform hardening, vulnerability management and identity management. And he's looking to transition into a full-time um, role. So he's completed a security plus. So if you can probably uh, shed some light on that. Well, I know one thing that, you know, in our environment right now, there's a huge need for mainframe security. There, there's a huge need to understand, you know, particularly utilizing the technologies that he's in right now. There's a big need to understand how to secure those technologies in relation to new and existing applications and components. <clears throat> there's also a huge opportunity to address technical debt in a lot of organizations where they've been on a platform, they're looking to move off of a mainframe platform onto <clears throat> more virtualized cloud-based platforms. So I think that's a lot of, that's a lot of experience that could easily be highlighted. Um, 
for a lot of different organizations. Uh, Matt or Prabha, you want to add to that one? Because it sounds like he's already got a fair amount of experience. Um, it sounds there it's just a matter of getting his name out, networking, and seeing where opportunities are. I would agree with that. A lot of that, it sounds from, and that's a nice amount of experience, and that's great. Uh, networking, building your LinkedIn profile, um, building your resume, if your current employer doesn't have opportunities for you. Um, look at ways to um, augment your career by focusing on other employers that may have what or the changes that you're looking to make or looking at within your current employer, how can you change where your career, current career is? So if there is opportunities, can you transition to those other opportunities within that company? Sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, Gagan is an active member of our uh, CSSP exam study group. So he is studying towards uh, his CSSP exam as well. Awesome. So I think that would be useful. Yep. Um, and now we come that's there are questions but uh, okay i think we'll take the next one certifications i think we've covered this in depth um do you guys want to add anything because we went through this we like three sides back and we have been talking throughout but matt what do you want to add to this i might suggest network plus uh... perfect okay network plus security plus um or like maybe even uh, the basic, right? It's called. Uh, well, there's security plus there, so I was thinking add in the other network plus as a one of the other ones okay. to add in. Privacy professional way to be asserts. You might want to add in your Google Cloud as well as uh, as your certifications. And and now they are like uh, nice to have, right? Like all these, as we've had this in-depth discussion, certifications are nice to have, but they need to, uh, um, like you need to uh, maybe uh, show people what you know and not something which is aspirational. Like suppose you have no experience and you've given your CISSP certificate uh, exam, right? Yes, this, this is definitely an area where your certifications, your education, and your experience, all three hold equal weight. Okay, perfect, perfect, thank you. Uh, okay, there are other questions, but let's move on. So these are like typical career paths, but uh, Chris, I want to know what your career path was. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I was closer to what you see across the bottom with IT support, engineer and analyst. I actually started out as an application developer. Um, I'm not going to date myself. Let's just say that I, uh, I built applications that automated uh, Lotus Notes, uh, WordPerfect, and Q&A initially. Uh, many of you probably don't know what those are, and that's okay, because they were a long time ago, back in the uh, 90s. But, uh, you know, starting out as an application developer, um, moved into, you know, of course, as you know, web-based applications started becoming popular, be- worked myself up from being a developer to managing teams, got involved with application security from an aspect that the majority of our applications we built were for the finance teams. So <clears throat> in the company that I was with at the time, one of the applications I had had a majority of PCI data back when PCI compliance began to become a new thing. 
Um, and at the, you know, a little around that same time, you know, socks was becoming very big. So we began getting very interested and very tied in with compliance efforts. One of the things I would say with this career is this is very important because you do want to watch at what's coming up on the horizon. So for example, today we have GDPR. We've got the California Consumer Privacy Act. Um, these are all things that, you know, four years ago, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily directly on everyone's radar. Today they are. This is a career where you constantly want to be looking forward. And that's exactly what I did with my career. Uh, we were one of the first applications to be PCI compliant. We, were, we had one of the first applications where we implemented um, at the time um, RSA methodology encryption, where we utilized multiple key management. We were one of the first groups to amplify, um, implement excuse me, um, secure code scanning software within our .NET IDE. Um, these are all things that as you do these things, these elevated me. Um, more and more into a security role. So I literally transitioned myself from a traditional application development role into a application security role. And that kind of is what helped launch me. Perfect. So basically what you're saying is that volunteer and take on more responsibilities. And uh, does that sound right? Uh, well, yes, it, it's a part of it's It's taking on the additional responsibilities, but it's more of being proactive. The more proactive you are, uh, the better your career is going to be. Um, IT security risk is one of those things where, you know, we want to minimize risk, which basically means we don't want to be reactive. You know, we don't want to we don't want to react after something's happened. Right. We want to shift left and basically put things in place that prevent things from happening. So the more proactive you can be. And the more, you know, you heard Matt talk about, you know, talking to your hiring manager, network, things of this nature. Again, if you are not in a security organization, partner with the security organization, reach out to the security organization, let them know what you're doing. That's exactly what I did. Um, when I reached out to the security organization years ago, we found out that they were trying to obtain the same security code scan software that we already had. So the existing security team at the time then went to my team to actually help them um, establish baselines. So, you know, these are the things that you'll do um, that will basically bridge between where you are and where you want to go. Sure. Thanks. And uh, Prabha, what do you want to add? Your, your so, career path or experience? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because I had a very, uh, very different career path. Uh, of course, right out of college, I started as developer. But then I worked more into a strategy group at a bank, a merger and acquisition type of company, um, managing uh, really IT uh, components of pieces to bring the puzzle together. For as we merged, um, we constantly like uh, more than 100 mergers uh, within two years. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> and uh, so really coming into from all those different type of experiences and then um, having the technology background. Um, and then I worked in a governance group where worked a lot on compliance for offshore, export control, outsourcing requirements, and environment for securing data. Um, and that channeled me into the security, actually. 
So all those mix of experiences from a very, very different aspects. And that's why when somebody asked if I can come in when I am in accounting, absolutely you can, because wherever you are in whichever component of the business you are, you are building a foundation, you are building a piece that you will be able to speak to when you come into the security risk world. You will be able to translate that one piece for business. So you fill that gap. So um, that that was pretty much how my my trajectory unfolded into into uh, security. So their technology strategy, business strategy, mergers acquisition uh, again very business heavy uh, technical role, and coming into compliance, um, offshore uh, outsourcing world into security and the risk. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, Matt, can you share? So I started off originally building and configuring computers for a a marketing communications firm. And from there, I then moved over into a network slash telecommunications slash sysadmin type role for a retail firm um, where it was very much on a shoestring bucket budget. So you really had to come up with inventive ways of keeping the business working while also meeting business requirements. So I got to work with different technologies and make them work together. Um, And this was really early in my career. And through that, it also pushed more project management methodologies and running teams, running efforts. Through that, I transitioned into implementing some PCI compliance changes. So making network upgrades to achieve PCI compliance for you know, across a global organization, then moved into more of a financial role. So I was doing, um, I was looking at requirements and ensuring that things were billing together correctly and ensuring that um, products were being released um, with the right, um, conf- well, configurations were being released um, as they were intended to be released. So there wasn't anything broken going for release. It wasn't billing inappropriately. Um, It was configured to work as expected, uh, doing some mobile device testing. um, And then from there, transition into a cybersecurity role. So it's, I guess, from my background, I have a really diverse background between um, finance, between project management, between technical, so on the network engineering, sysadmin side, and it's a mishmash of all those different skill sets and backgrounds that allow me to analyze risk from a both a business and technical acumen and be able to communicate between those different groups. Okay, thank you so much. And um, so all of you have like come from different paths and um, there is possible for other people who are aspiring to either move from IT and transition into a cybersecurity career, or they may could come from any other field, right? And uh, if if they focus on like whatever advice that we have had and whatever discussion we had today, they have a very successful possibility of having a very successful career in uh, IT security risk. We this is our last. Uh, part where we talk about like attributes of a successful IT security analyst. There is a question from GI. It is very tactical. So, and I'm just going to rephrase it. He has, his question is common interview questions, right? But now my thing is like, we will cover it in, in, in this slide because this is exactly what it is, right? 
what are you looking for what is like attributes so it's it's more strategic where it's going to cover everything which you somebody would look at in a successful like for somebody to succeed in an it security risk analyst career um and there is another question about what is the market job market look like so maybe um we can start with you matt and uh, what do you, what do you think what do, what what are like good attributes to have um for the job market i think there's a very strong demand in this job market um in terms of things that make it for a good security risk analyst uh intellectually curious um being able to ask the question being able to dig into different technology stacks um not you don't have to know something to the depths of down to the intimate, most intimate detail but being able to learn new technology at a moment's notice so very agile in thought um knowing the business being able to communicate with the business um building those relationships helps quite a bit um and and what what is one thing that uh, um you'd say okay i'm definitely going to hire this person or one thing one unique skill that somebody would uh, and i know it could not be like one thing but 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 something that sets a person apart from others um so for me there's a lot of information that can be spelled out on a resume but i really want to understand what that what who the person is what they're interested in what makes them excited um i i want them to be able to sell to me who they are um i can read their resume at any time and get a pretty good understanding of their you know what education they have what their technical acumen is but i want to more understand more about what they are going to bring um to the table so i think it's their personality it's their interest it's their energy sure uh, sure thank you and uh prabha Yes I want to add you have a pretty comprehensive list right there one thing i want to add is being comfortable with being wrong once in a while is also an essential skill because you are not going to be 100% right on the risk that you identify and yes you put in a lot of time in that detail you were very thorough you asked all the right question and then it could be even harder to hear from business or whoever say by the way i don't care and you are wrong so being able to be comfortable with that is definitely one of the uh, skills thank you thank you prabha but i just want to um this slide is not created by me it is created by neeta autaramani and i want to give her credit uh, so she put this together and so she said oh these are the like human element and um, she uh, mentioned she's put down like a quote which says know yourself know what the job entails there is nothing worse than getting what you want only to find out it is not what you really want or you are not good for good fit for that kind of a job so i feel that you know she has summed everything up in a very good way over there um chris uh, what do you what do you want to add to this yes the, the one thing i would add on is you know research the organization and or company where you're looking to get the position know and be able to clearly communicate <clears throat> how you would apply your skill set to solve issues for that company and organization um as you guys heard you know you heard Matt and Prabha talk about people bringing skills to the table and as you heard Matt highlight everyone brings skills it's all in how you can communicate and utilize those skills so it's really about the benefit 
you're going to bring to the company, as well as understanding the benefit that you're going to gain from being a part of the company and or organization. You're looking, you're not necessarily looking for a job. You're really looking for something that's going to augment and enrich your career and help you move forward. So you're really building more of a relationship versus simply trying to pass a 30 minute or one hour interview. Okay, makes sense, thanks. And um, what is one thing that you want to see on a resume and what is one thing that you really don't want to see? Um, For myself, I really, you know, one of the things that really stands out with me for resumes is when I see challenges highlighted. Um, I like seeing where a person's had a challenge in their career and they've clearly defined what they did to address that challenge. Um, It is really about more how a person is reacting into a situation and applying their skills and experience um, versus just telling me all the positive achievements that they've made. So, you know, challenges and how they've overcome them, those are big thing. That's, that's one big thing I look for as a name. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. I know you guys are extremely busy and uh, weekend is uh, very limited for all of us, but thank you so much for joining today, paying back, uh, paying it forward to the community. And we have like around 16, 17 people on our live uh, stream today. So you are making a difference to everyone. This is important. And um, thanks. I'll just now uh, terminate the live screen. Oh, oh, we have this uh, tips for newcomers in transition or people in transition. Uh, do you guys want to add anything? Uh, let's see. I think we've pretty much covered most of this. I know we have. So that's yeah. I was just. Um, Prabha, Prabha, come on. Yes, I, I really wish them luck. And like we said, kind of build yourself up. Don't discount any experience that you are going to get. Don't discount every like any interaction. You can have it with your, it's not that you will meet somebody from your management and you will learn. You might actually learn a lot from your peers. You might actually learn a lot from people who are really entering into the team. So don't discount any opportunity. Take advantage of every interaction that you are going to have. Be comfortable with criticism, being comfortable with awkward moments, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thanks. Matt? I really don't have anything to add here. This is awesome um okay chris you yeah don't really you know i i think we've pretty much covered it um you know as as Prabha said though you know good luck to everyone um if if you do find that you're you know you get turned down for one position or whatever always know that you know one door closed always leads to another one open <laughs> so you know don't be discouraged uh you know it, keep moving through um the one thing i would say is don't try to exaggerate your skills, Um, you know, be as honest and, you know, as honest and upfront as possible in your resume, as well as in your interview processes, and you will end up, you know, where you want to go. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, very important. Another thing that I want to add is don't take no for an answer. No means like just not yet, or maybe not, not no is for that. And don't, don't, don't let like uh, struggles and challenges uh, trip you up and don't give up. Okay. Thanks everybody. And uh, thank you. I will, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll just terminate our live stream just now.